all you can do is whatever the 1% is for you today. So whether it's going for a little bit more of a walk, whether it's making 30 minutes to, you know, meditate, uh, go down the beach, uh, walk the dog, whatever it is, just find out what these little one percenters are and you just build 1% every day. Welcome back to Switched On, a platform for mob like you and me who are looking to learn and grow from life experiences in order to fulfill one's potential, becoming more switched on in the process. Enjoy the episode. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's body magic for a body car. <laughs> there we go. Yes, there we go. That's way better. That's way better. How are we guys? Brilliant. I love that. Brilliant. Good, good. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's the best intro to a pod that we've had. I love it. <laughs> hey guys, well, thanks so much for having us. Uh, we've been like, you know, trying to tee this up for a few weeks and uh, finally back from my trips and everything. Uh, and uh, we, we met uh, co- coincidentally last Friday. Uh, last friday night yes and you were looking way different to what you are right now you're in a big gauge road uh box <laughs> cut out of some beer and telling me to throw a hat on your head uh, Mate, so. <laughs> it was actually unreal because i've been talking to bubba for a while that oh yeah i'm gonna, we're gonna get body magic yeah. and i was like yeah sweet can't wait to meet him i was at like, working at gauge that night and it's like oh yeah i've been in this box like trying to promote the gab's hottest 100 so for funny a while and then it's like oh Jared, how you going, bro? Like, the first person I saw when I, I walked 10, 10 steps into the pub, and then I get this big box running up at me. Yeah. And I was I like, oh, you, hey. You had no idea who I was. I'm yeah. just like, oh, I'm Brayden's mate. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, sweet. And then, funnily enough, like within 24 hours later, I saw you at the basketball as well. Doing so, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we're in the pod. So, so good, mate. So good. Uh, great. So great to be here. Yeah. Like, we're excited to have you. And like you said, it's been in the works for a bit, but. Um, I'm really excited for this chat because there's going to be a lot in it, but can you, I guess, body magic, some people might not know who you are, yeah. which if they don't, they don't know if you just give us a little, give us a little rundown. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, yeah, my name's Jared. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm a PT here in Perth. I've been lucky enough to work with, uh, quite a lot of the AFL, uh, base guys that are here from, you know, the Dockers, uh, Essendon and Collingwood, all the, you know, all the teams around, which has been really good. Some guys in the NBL as well. Uh, and uh, I've just been building my, my business, Body Magic, which is an online uh, training business uh, as well as uh, like in-person sessions as well for, I think I've had it for like maybe six years now. Uh, and I do a little bit of Instagrammy stuff. I do a podcast called Fat Chat as well. Um, and um, yeah, I just just pretty much have this made up job pretty much and uh you know get to get to train some pretty cool people so um but that that that's really the summary of it and um now i'm chatting here with you guys so it's great why'd you why'd you get into it like why why did you want to do pt so well i guess like you know even from getting in starting how i got into the gym so i i was always into you know sports and i played basketball and football and all that sort of stuff growing up but I was, I was always okay. I was okay, but I was never like, you know, outstanding at it. But uh, all throughout school, I actually had a pretty rough time all throughout school. So I started going to the gym when I was maybe, yeah, just, just turned 15. And it was kind of like my place that I'd go to, to unwind from a real stressful day. You know, I was getting you know, picked on at school, didn't really, you know, just sort of just didn't quite fit in all these little, you know, groups and categories that, you know, uh, that uh, school and high school was. So was going to the gym, was working out, and that was just sort of my place to, um, you know, unwind, de-stress from the day. And that's what 
I think that's what drove my initial motivation to get on in and get into training and all that sort of stuff was that. And, and that was really great. And then from that, I mean, that then stemmed to it being my career uh, and, um, you know, starting working and working in it. And, and, and pretty much the gym is the reason why I've got all the, 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 the awesome job that I do right now. So um, I think that's probably why I'm so passionate about it and really love doing it is because I know exactly what it did for me. And I want to do that for other people as well. And it literally all stemmed from just going to the gym. Like, that's yeah, that's how it all started. So, yeah. It's pretty special. And I guess it kind of probably will answer the, my next question, which is normally the first question they ask in the pod, um, which is what did Sorry. you do this morning to get switched on? Uh, I was I was at the gym this morning. Yep. So uh, since doing, so the, the last probably six or seven months, I've been training for an Ironman. So I did that in December, which was great. Oh, really? You just, oh, the I see the hat. Yeah, well, unless <laughs> unless you wear the hat, nobody asks about it. And I still had to bring it up. So. <laughs> uh, but uh, I've been sort of changing my, my training from being in the gym sort of five or six or seven days a week to just doing the triathlon stuff. So that's um, swimming, cycling, running, and it's a lot of it. Like the races, you know, took me 12 and a half hours to get through it. So there's a lot of training that you do each week for it. And in that time, I did nothing in the gym at all. Uh, and it's been really nice now that it's all done, that I'm back in the gym doing my stuff. And you guys had the the, uh, the table set up here for us to stand up during this podcast. <laughs> I said, please, boys, can we put it down? <laughs> I can't stand up to do this. But uh, it's been good to get back in there. And that's uh, from doing the Ironman training, that's really switched me from being, I used to sort of work out maybe like 10 or 11 o'clock. I'd get up, do some, you know, do some work for a few hours. And then I'd go in the middle of the day that nobody was there. And then I'm back on for work for the rest of the day. But, um, since doing the Ironman stuff, I had to get up so early to fit the hours in. And now I can't get back my regular body clock. So I'm up at, you know, just before six now, uh, and I'll, and I'll beat the gym probably just before seven, uh, and start, start the day like that. So that's how I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Are you enjoying the difference like of the earlier start? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely am. Like I'm finding that if I get to maybe 10 or 11 o'clock now and I haven't done it, it's, it's 10 times fucking harder for me to go and do it. Yeah. Big time, big time. So I'm liking that. And it's also, you know, you get in there, you do, you you do your, you you tick that off for the day straight on up and you feel pretty good about yourself. You know, Uh, I'm pretty big on, you know, you sort of get a choice every day. You either get to be 1% better or 1% worse. And for me, just one small step of being that 1% better is going to the gym, being physically active, improving my lift, going a bit further on my ride, on my run, whatever it is. And I can get that done like first thing before I even start the rest of the stuff. That makes me, that makes me feel pretty good. So Cool. Mm. Love that. Sets the tone, eh? What about you, Bubba? Uh, mate, I'd jump in the cryo. cryo. Yeah, every day? Uh, yeah, every day from wow. when it's open, yeah. Mm. So it's at Monday to Saturday. Is it, it's in this office, right? Yeah, so we'll, we'll yeah. We'll put you in. Do one after? Yeah, yeah, yeah good. I was singing because I, I remember you mentioned it when we were saying, oh, do the pod, you can do a craft. I was going, fuck me. I hope he doesn't say before because I'm going to be here like <laughs> scattered like this after. <laughs> that'll, make, that'll make the legs feel good. Yeah, yeah. we'll do. Yeah. Absolutely. So I just jumped in there and um, yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful at the moment. So it was, I think there's only one person in before I did and I was like right up. So it was cold this morning. Nice. Mm, but it was nice. good. How about you, mate? Mate, I went to i got up early went to cot this morning for a swim sick um because i was supposed to go down with jules don't tell me he didn't rock up he didn't rock up oh <laughs> no but um yeah it was so spilling but i ended up seeing um my mate patty there and he was there with hammer a few of the east perth boys doing right. a bit of their recovery because they're getting back in the swing of footy and stuff so it was good to see hammer again um but yeah year off or uh, Did he say some stuff you had no idea what he meant? Like some <laughs> yeah, sayings that you're like, no, what well, does that mean? My, <laughs> my mate Paddy that I just mentioned, like they're both very similar. Like they're, they're like 
that's why they're mates. Um, but I'm used to it. <laughs> Some of the stuff like the, yeah, the sayings that he oh says, I go, I, it's funny because <laughs> when he says it, everything he says is just funny. So you laugh, but then it probably takes me half an hour to think about it after and go, and it makes sense. Mean? Yeah, it makes sense. But then it just takes me a little bit just to connect the dots sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> you seen when he talked about, he was on Back Chat and he talked about um, Law of the Rings. Uh, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, but I haven't seen that episode. See that, mate. No, you gotta see yeah, You just gotta see the real where he just he just I was like <laughs> he just knows everything and anything about oh, Well Lord of the Rings, funnily enough, uh when I was doing all the, the Iron Man stuff, uh and, and even during the day when I'm doing work, I would put on the big rides, so some of the the rides on a Saturday and a Sunday were like seven hours long. I would put, instead of listening to a podcast or music, because it's just like, there's only so much podcast that you can listen to. Yeah, there's only so much yeah. music you can listen to. I'd, I know it so well. I'd put Lord of the Rings on just the audio, pop it in the pocket. And I've got that playing <laughs> whilst I'm riding or running. Because I, I can, yeah. can kind of know like where the movie's going. Like I can picture it in my head a little bit. Yeah. And that's like three, you know, they're three hours or just over three hours. So bang, I finished the movie and I'm halfway done. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's actually really good. I might use that. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's a long time, eh, on a bike. It is a long time, yep, yep. So you just have to, like, make up little games in your head to keep you going. And, like, I think that if you, if you, you know, thinking about what you're doing too much, it's so long. Like, it just mm. takes forever. But uh, training was definitely harder than actually doing the actual race day stuff. Yeah. Um, because I think it was because... You didn't have other people around. You didn't know that th th this isn't your last day kind of thing. You knew you had to do tomorrow and the day after. Often when you did that ride, you still have to go for a run for a fucking hour after too. So it's like there was always more things. So the actual day was fun because there was lots of people around and you're also out by yourself. So, um, you know, for, for the path that I'd go to for the Saturday, the big rides, I was down to Mandra and back to, to my place and sort of up and down the path a couple of times. I might see, I'm not joking, I might see three people for that whole seven hours. Like no one is on this path. So it's so lonely. Um, but then when you actually did the race day stuff, there was loads of people around. That's so true. it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like feeding off what everybody else true. is doing. You're seeing your family and friends or whatever. So it was way more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. The Lord of the Rings got me through that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, you talk about, I guess, the, yeah, the lonely part of it. And then the high of that, I guess it would have been when you finished it. But like, it's a solo event and you're out there training for seven hours. Yeah. Right? Like, or if that's just on the bike, how do you go mentally with that for sure well i guess like even the reason why i want wanted or started doing the iron man sort of prep and race and why i thought that was a good idea was the start of start of last year i went through a really bad mental spot so i just sort of felt like i was I was probably trying to be a little bit too results driven for a lot of the stuff that I was doing, like work while I'm, and it's funny because like my, my work and my personality and my everything is all very intertwined into one. So it's kind of really hard. It's not like I go to work, I do my nine to five and I walk out and I don't have to work, do anything the next day. Every interaction that I have with someone, if I walk around and say, Hey, g'day or whatever, that's like, it's fucking the same thing. So, um, I was really I was really struggling to have a little bit of separation from it. And I think when stuff was not going particularly well for work stuff, that would then carry over into all my personal life stuff. Cause I couldn't find like a diff, you know, a, um, I couldn't differentiate the two. It was all intertwined into one for me. So 
I was feeling just like I had the weight weight of the world on my shoulders when in reflecting back on it, yeah, sure, there was stuff that was going wrong with it, but it wasn't that bad. But it was just, you know, the situation at the time and it all builds up and it snowballs and you start overthinking and, you know, then you then then, then you sleep soft and because you're tired, it's even worse. And it's just this whole big effect, right? So that was the start of the year. And uh, like from that, uh, started, like, I started doing just little bits and pieces to, you know, get myself better mentally, physically, um, just sort of try to dial stuff down and, uh, started going to a psychologist, started on some antidepressants, uh, did some, you know, breath work stuff was doing, you know, just, just all these little, you know, 1% things each day. So then a few months after that, I was doing some podcasts over in Melbourne and I linked up with uh, Stephen Baker that used to play for Saints. Uh, I don't know if everybody listening would know who that is, but um, he played for Saints and uh, he was getting around sort of my videos and we did this podcast and it was great. And he runs all these crazy endurance events. So I was like, uh, yeah, cool, man. Like, you know, that's, that's so great. You're doing that. And then he hit me up and he was like, oh mate, I'm coming over to Bustleton um, in, uh, in Perth and uh, we're doing this Ironman race as part of a team. Do you want to do it? And I was like, fuck no. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't do that shit. Like I, I lift, I lift 10 reps in the, in the gym. I look good down the beach while I'm doing, I've got fucking love island muscles. That's about it. Right. Like, no, 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 I'm good. But then I don't know what it was. It was something, it just sort of like stuck with me just a little bit that him asking me that. So it, it wasn't like a no. And I didn't think about it again. I said no, but I kept thinking about it for like a week after. I don't know what it was. And then kind of thought, well, maybe, maybe I need to do something that's a little bit different. And because I'm getting caught up in the bubble of all the other shit that I'm doing work-wise, that is something else to work on. And I can, you know, just have another focus elsewhere for a little bit. And I went, oh yeah, I wonder if I can even do that. Like, you know, and it's such a, I went from zero endurance to this is the hardest organized endurance event that you can do. So, um, I was like, I wonder if I can do that. So I committed to doing it. Uh, I thought it was part of a team. So I thought it was like a, like a, you do a quarter, like, as in like he was pitching it as there's four of us doing this. And I was thinking, oh, it's a tag in tag out past the baton thing. Uh, and then uh, on the podcast, he's like, oh no, no, no. It's like, the full thing we're just going to do it together <laughs> i'm like holy fuck so no, i didn't realize that so I, I i thought that that team bit might be the little thing that i need but i ended up doing the whole fucking thing um so uh so that was a that was a bit of a stitch up to start on off with but then when i started getting into that all that training because it was something that i was no good at as in like i'm not even i cannot exi- i cannot tell you enough i was from zero endurance i think the most i'd ever run in my life before that uh, non-stop was probably five or six kilometers mm. uh, and i got to run a marathon and then 180k bike ride and four kilometer swim so like it's a lot of stuff That's hectic, yeah. yeah so i was like fuck am i going to be able to do this but then what really helped with those sessions and that journey when i started working with uh, with my coach uh, matt burton who's like this you know superstar. Ironman superstar right in uh, in uh, in perth was really just focusing on the one session that I had to get done that day. And it wasn't thinking about the race. Like through that whole time, I did not think about the race once. Uh, it was all just about ticking off what I had to do that day. And it was just about building it little bit by little bit. And it was so hard uh, at the beginning because I was no good at swimming. I was no good. I couldn't even run at the start. I had all these knee injuries and stuff. Um, I was no good at the bike that it was so hard. There was nothing else I could think about mental health wise or my overthinking, all the insecurities I was having, all the, you know, all those other real deep, dark thoughts. I could not think of anything else except for how fucking hard this is and how fucking hard it is to get up in the morning and go train or I'm struggling to get my next breath for <gasps> swimming like this. Like, you know, even that, like it just, it just brought everything that I was thinking, all these pinging ideas around 
to just very much back into this is what you have to do right this second. And once I did that, every day that I was getting, you know, ticking off the sessions and, and doing all the things that I, I didn't miss one session, not one session the whole time. So I was just ticking off every single one. It was just reinforcing to yourself that what I was saying in my head was, fuck, you're a fucking gangster. I was like, mm-hmm. you're fucking hardcore ass. You're a gang. And, that, and that's just, and that self-talk that I had at the start that was telling me how terrible sh- stuff is, how bad it's all going. Oh my God, this is failing. You're running out of time to do this. All this stuff that's just swirling, swirling. It got the polar opposite happened and I was just reinforcing in my, in my head going, change that self-talk going, you're awesome. You're a gangster. Look how fucking hardcore this is. Who, who else is out here doing this? And that's what changed. And that was the biggest thing that I took away from the whole thing. So, wow. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. There's a lot, but like, um, yeah, I just like, there's a few things that I really noticed in that. It's like, so in that, in that year, you've come from a place, it does really seem like you've come from a place where there was a bit of uncertainty. There's a lot going on at the time, but then you have like, you bring this goal into your life and you're working towards that and you start, this is like, it's as if you're just falling in love with the process of doing that. And that's where you can find this clarity in in what you're doing. Then you implement these other things like, like the positive self-talk, like that you just mentioned then. So that like, you, you could just see, like, or even hear, like, this the how far you've come in yeah. that year and doing that, and how much of a difference it's made. Definitely, man. I was, I literally remember sitting. I was in, I was over in Sydney with, uh, with my partner Beck, who was on Australian Idol at the start of the year. So that was stressful in itself. And I'm trying to be, you know, that was also, you know, part of the reason I'm trying to sort of absorb a lot of the stress that she was going through. I was filling up her cup more than I was filling up my cup, sort of thing. And 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 that's fine just for that. But you know, it was all this other stuff that was going on. But I was sitting on the side of this fucking hotel bed. Uh, in in Sydney, uh, thinking I'm just gonna fucking eat twenty of these fucking sleeping tablets and just go to sleep for a while. Like that, that's how fucked it got. Um, so I guess that reflecting on it now, like it's pretty much a year now. What a difference that has made from the the self talk and the headspace that I was in then. Oh my god, I just felt like I could not get out of that. For can you can you are you able to t- go into it? You don't yeah, have to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um like I, again it was all just the self talk. Like it was I was didn't matter what I did and, and upon reflection now it probably wasn't as big of a deal as what I was thinking. But in that in that space, when you're in that loop of, of self talk and you cannot get out of that that negative loop, oh I was I was you know, just feeling so bad about about myself. Didn't matter what it was about, if it was work or you know uh, personal life stuff or whatever. But um, yeah, we were we were away for that Australian Idol stuff, and I just felt so. Uh, I was out. I'm very routine based as well, so we were out. I was out of my regular comfort zone and and, um, and routine as well. Um, and uh, again, sort of more uh, trying to make sure that Beck was all good because this is her moments and you know want to be as supportive as possible but in that I was probably just not filling up my cup enough and and letting things that that I probably needed to do every day or or whatever to to keep me good uh slip a little bit um and then yeah and then it got to it literally got to the point where I'm just bowling my eyes out by myself so she'd be off doing her thing I'm in this hotel room and just going like what's the fucking point? Like, this isn't going to get fucking better and blah, 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 blah. So, um, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty full on, but I'm lucky enough that, uh, my mum's a GP and my dad's actually a social worker as well that, that works in mental health. So, um, I think that that was the bit that real scared me. I knew I was going through it for about a month before I really asked, I, I sort of Beck knew, but like probably not quite to the extent. Um, and yeah, after, after that, I'm sitting on the bed, just going like, fuck, I'm just going to, you know, what's the fucking point? Like, you know, this, this, this would be good. I just want to go to sleep just to fucking, 
you know, have it. Have a break. Have a break, yeah. Um, and then I went, fuck me. Like, that's, that's not right. And then I got onto the phone to my mum. And I just told her. And it was the second that I told, I told my mum, my dad, uh, my uh, best mate Jono and uh, and uh, I, I, and Beck knew as well, but like I probably didn't go as much into her at that time, just because she was doing all her, her stuff and you know didn't want to burden anymore, and she had that focus going on. So, um, yeah, but it was the second that I actually told those three. That's when it got better. Mm-hmm. Like that's that, that that that's when it started. That was the turning point to you know start to build it back up, and it was fucking hard after that. There was still two months of you know be crying most days, still have all those negative thoughts, um, uh, you know, all, all of that. But at least it was on the path of just getting that little 1% better every day. And they knew, so they were there to help support, um, you know, started on some medication. Straight away, I was at that, that, that day, I was on the phone to a psychologist. So I started doing like a, a weekly psychologist um, appointment for about, probably about 12 weeks. And then every couple after that for a little while um, and started working on that. Uh, and then that obviously led to doing, the Iron Man stuff and then the Iron Man stuff is really what got me out of that big time. So, I mean, uh, and when, when, when I think about all the stuff, uh, mental health stuff in my life, whether it's been at school, uh, with the bullying stuff, even how I started and got into, um, doing my PT courses, I did a shoulder reconstruction. I was sitting there all depressed and couldn't work out what I wanted to do. And that's why I ended up doing my course, um, doing the Iron Man, which is one of the coolest achievements I've ever done in my life. That all came from a spot that I was feeling really bad in and it didn't, switch you know there wasn't a switch that flicked overnight for it it was just a little one percent every day but it's led to some of the coolest things i've ever done so yeah credit to you man Mm, big time thanks man i want to um often when we go when people go through a lot of um mental health struggles or challenging times it stems back from like childhood trauma Mm -hmm. which i've been doing a bit of stuff on and i was just real curious is there anything that popped up in that or anything that like well for, for for me was going through i've had a, i've got a fantastic family which they could not have i've got you know, like i said i've got my mum that's a gp dad's a social worker you know awesome my sister my older sister's a pediatrician my other sister's a nurse so like they're all in that field laughing yeah sick. yeah exactly yeah. literally man yeah, yeah my, uh, my my mum's the best drug dealer ever so yeah. <laughs> um but uh so i'm super lucky that i've got all that amazing support and everything but it was through yeah through high school i had uh, well through all of school really but high school in particular i had such a shit time like i was getting you know bullied every day um and i, I think that yeah, that was a, that was a really really tough point for me, and that's probably up until I reckon maybe the last three or four years. That was still something that um, was was tricky to get through. I get I had this you know bit of uh, a gynecomastia. I don't know if you know what gyne it's like you know like man boobs like that tissue behind you um, behind behind your chest. Still got it on one side, but um, I had that through school, uh, and you know we get cold tits, big tits, milky tits, you name it, whatever every day. Um, never really had. A, uh, a, a group of friends was just sort of, I just couldn't fit in. And like, it wasn't, a, a, and I, I really, I still to this day don't, it was not me. Like it was, you know, I'm not an awkward person, but going through that struggle and feeling like I was sort of like this social outcast or I couldn't find a friend group or didn't fit in or people didn't get me or whatever. That's probably why I've developed all the personal skills that I've got now. Mm. So it's sort of like, uh, and, and I think I'm pretty good at it and talking and getting people to open up and feel and, um, and, and all that sort of thing. So even, and, and that's purely stems from the insecurity of me going, 
I'm fucking, I'm obviously there's something wrong with me because I can't, I don't have any friends and I can't get people to like me. And then all they, all they do is mean, they're, they're mean to me and blah, blah, blah. It must be me, but it wasn't me. It was them. So, <laughs> uh, and there's been some, there's actually from, again, from the Iron Man stuff and sort of talking about it a little bit more and opening up a bit about it. There's been some fucking hectic things that have happened from that. Um, I probably, I won't share it. I won't share it here because I haven't got the chance to talk about it just myself just yet um but um yeah there's been some really really cool things and really like full circle stuff from all the school things that have happened um from you know talking about it a little bit more but 100 percent, yeah yeah i love that um and i guess it's like if you don't unpack that stuff it's all can really yeah. really happen right so it's a credit to you mate to be able to i guess we thank you for sharing that um because it's big and to open up about that stuff because it's pretty scary mm. it's very scary and i guess when you've got like everyone says like oh you know i shouldn't have a problem because my family's so good or did you with everyone in the field so your, your dad's social worker mental health your mum's sorry your mum's a gp and then you got your sister and and all that was it like i shouldn't I should be happy, like I shouldn't be like this or was there any of that? Yeah, oh definitely, absolutely. Um I think that I think it for for me it's always been a easy thing to go and talk to my mum and dad about whatever my sort of mental state was. So I think that that I'm very lucky that that's always been something that's so openly talked about. Any any health thing, you name it, whatever. There's no there's no um secrets in, you know, between the sort of five or five of us in the family. So um we're always very open about that stuff, which is really good. But I know that other people aren't nearly as lucky to have that support and, and literally expertise sitting at the dinner table every night and whatever you've got going on, it, it's sorted the next day. So um, absolutely, there's a, there's a lot of that. And I think that the, the, the stuff at the start of the year, one of the big thoughts going around was not so much the family stuff, but it was more that, well, you're... You know, if you look, if you told yourself five years ago where you are now, you wouldn't have fucking believe. Like, you wouldn't have believed that that's where you were going to get to in five years. Or you know, working with the AFL people, have the business at this point that you're doing and having a podcast and whatever. Um, why aren't you happy? You know what I mean? Like, why isn't that enough? And blah blah blah. So that was definitely a thought for sure. Um, and it's the sort sort of this thing that's always like it's never enough. You're always going to be chasing something more and more and more and more. Uh, which I think that. Um, you know, it's it's part of my competitiveness as well inside me. Uh, that's one reason for it. Um, but, um, you know, and, and the drive and I've got somewhere where I want to get to and that sort of thing. But the whole process has definitely taught me, like what I was saying about the training stuff, just being what you can do in the day today. Because if you keep looking ahead so far or how big a problem is or where you want to get to is so far away, all you do is put yourself in a negative mindset rather than actually just enjoying the journey of it. And I've got, who knows how many, even if I get there, who knows, but there's a lot of days that I've got to tick off before I get to where I want to get to. And if you're not happy every single one of those days, what's the fucking point? You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, so that's probably one thing that I definitely learned throughout that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just want to quickly touch on the, um, uh, an idea that I had whilst you were sharing, um, what you're going through before, like, just going through like through your upbringing and um, with the bullying at school and everything like going through those dark challenging times leads to the biggest change and like to see like even for yourself like I mean I mean I don't know a whole lot about yourself and like like you're here now like I've known like some of the things that you've been doing even like recently as well like 
a such big change and like you kind of mentioned like all oh, those things kind of help to produce the characteristics that you embody now like what do you reckon what do you think are the characteristics about yourself that um you appreciate most or that you like employ in your work that you do now Definitely. Well, I, I think that it was one of the things that I was, you know, telling myself over and over and over again in my head. I think that I never really thought that I actually don't think I'm particularly talented at one particular thing, right? Like, I, you know, you know how some people are like, oh, gun football, like gun athlete, you know, oh my gosh, you're so good at singing, whatever it is. Mm. I don't think I really ever had that or sort of just, you know, jack of all trades. Yeah, just like, you know, yeah, just was okay at all these different things. But I think that, you know, what doing all of this has shown me is, uh, or taught me and reaffirmed in myself is even if you're not the most talented person, uh, you're going to work harder than, uh, than, than anybody else. And actually that's what can get you to where you want to get to. Um, so that's what, um, that, that, that's one for sure. And I think it's also that, you know, the more, more struggles that you go through, you can't, you can't think about it when you're in the real pits of it. But when you get out of it, you can appreciate and, and um, you know, give yourself a little bit of a pat on the back and go, wow, you got through that. You know what I mean? And, and that makes you tougher for the next thing. Um, but you've got to be able to reflect on it as well, I think. And, you know, doing the big bike rides and the big ride uh, and swims in particular, we have got no music at all. All you can do is look mm. at it. Oh, look at a, a line on the pool. You get thinking about all of this stuff that the school stuff, the, um, you know, the other dark times, the, the stuff that you're going through right now, all this stuff. So you get, you get a lot of time to really think, think about it yourself. And probably anybody that's out there listening to this, that if you want some advice as to, you know, how to sort of get out of your head or how to get your thoughts down or, or, um, you know, accept your thoughts, unplug yourself just for an hour or something, whether it's exercise or going for a walk or, you know, meditating stuff, whatever you want to do. So you can actually just process whatever you're thinking. Mm. Yeah. Oh, what's that? It's um. You said you weren't a gun footballer. You weren't smart, mathematics, whatever. But you, I don't, I don't know you as a child. But you're like, from when I first met you, your social skills are incredible. It's because I didn't think I had any social skills, so I thought I had to work on the social skills, and I probably overworked, tried to overwork it so hard. So, um, yeah, it came, it came from a, a time that was difficult to do that uh and i thought that i was the problem but i wasn't the problem like it was you know it was everybody else it wasn't my fault um and i was just being me so um yeah it came from an insecurity of uh, you don't have friends people don't like you whatever 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 um to really get those skills up mm. and i guess that's we talk about like um being like you know do you want to be an a-grade footballer for example or like an a-grade person mm. and for you, I just see like, like you literally walked into this office here and you've said hello to everyone. How you doing? How's your day been? How's your morning been? Like not, like probably 20% of the world do that. I actually yeah. wanted to touch on that as well. I saw that straight away too. Like, it's brought the energy. Like it was great. It's, yeah. It's just a, it's a credit to you, but you make, that's a skill in itself. And that's so powerful to make everyone, it's the scene heard. And I can't remember what the other one is, but like you literally make everyone feel seen and heard and I guess Recon recognized. Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. But I think it, again, it just stems from that sort of, uh, and, and it's just, it's something I like doing. I like talking to people, you know, like talking to people um, and uh, connecting with people on all sorts of different levels is why I like what I do. But it's also, it's amazing what happens when you start to talk to somebody, you mm. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, uh, yeah. you know, we didn't, if we didn't, 
talk as much at, you know, when we first caught up, maybe wouldn't be here chatting about this and, and whatever. And, and exactly the same thing as whenever I've connected to train any of the footy guys that I train or whatever it is, it literally just comes from talking to someone and, and saying g'day. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Not even just this morning, but even online, your social presence, like you are very vulnerable. Um, like obviously showing that this morning and then just tuning in with like, say the other day, like you're like, uh, I think you're taking like the last um, um, set of your antidepressants, like just sharing that with your community. Um, yeah. It's quite like, I think it's just real. And like, even this like saying before that you're not the best at, at the footy or the sports that you're doing. Like I think people love that aspect as well because well, they're not the best at what they're doing either. So like just tuning into that and just like recognizing it makes them just feel yeah, oh, even just relatable. Yeah, like, for sure. Well, I think that for me, it almost sounds a little bit selfish if I say this, but with the, with me opening up about the mental health stuff, the first time I did it was, I think it was sort of back end of March and I'd just done, um, you know, probably eight weeks of all the psychologist stuff and, and, um, antidepressants and whatever. And what I was still struggling with in those sessions as I was saying to her, I can't differentiate between body magic and Jared and it is all intertwined. And when this is all not going right, I feel like I'm not going right. So, um, so that's what I was really struggling with. But then uh, like a big step, one of the big milestone moments of the whole thing was I did that video, uh, the, the first, one of the videos, the first video I did was just saying that I just, I just had the camera there, put it on. And I just said that like, I'm not doing very well. This is what's been happening. Um, like, you know, I've got anxiety at the moment about this and that. Um, and just said that, that that's what I'm up to. And, you know, th 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 this is what's happening. This is what I'm doing at the moment. And then I did that video and I sort of sat on it. Even now I'm getting anxious talking about it. But um, like I, was, I sat on it, uh, sat on it for like a day or two, which I don't usually do. If I've got a, you know, a video that I want to put out, it's out straight up. And I was like, do I put this out? Do I not? Um, you know, I, and I felt like, oh, I didn't want to... I wasn't doing it for people to be like, oh, poor Jared. That's not what I was doing it for. Mm. It was just more, I don't know why I did it. I just sort of put it together and then I showed Beck and, and um, she went, no, that's like, that's really good. And then when I put it up, the it, regardless of whatever happened, if it did well or not, the relief that came from putting that up, it was, it was like the day that I told mum, dad and Jono that I was going through stuff. It was like, oh my God, it was like this biggest relief that it was, it was something that I was like hiding a little bit. Is it that kind of connecting yeah. Gerard to body match? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And then it was like, it was just a relief because I just felt like I was going around and doing my regular stuff. Um, and it was just a relief that I told everyone. And then that was one of the big turning moments that it was like, you don't have to hide it. It's all good. And then the response from that, I've never had response like I've had from that video. I was down the, sh like the, the next day, I'm literally down the shops. I had some lady come running up to me when I'm getting in my car going, oh my God, that was unbelievable. You know, uh, my husband's going through mental health stuff and um, he saw that and blah, blah, blah. So the response from it was just like nothing that I had, I could have ever anticipated. And it, I didn't do it for fucking likes and people looking at it and whatever. It was purely, I did it for whatever reason for that day. And I, and I sat on it going, do I want to do this or not? But the relief that personally it came over me when I put it out was un, unmatched. Mm. And that's happened as well from, I did another one sort of towards the end of the Ironman sort of telling the pretty much what I've just said to you guys here. I didn't really go into that much uh, uh, detail previous to that. And again, it was this biggest relief. And I was like, oh my God, like 
thank God that's off my chest. And like, if, if, you know, people that are listening that are going through it or do go through it at some point, the biggest thing, like the truth will set you free. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, just, oh, just tell people what's going on. And it's like the biggest weight off your chest. Like I can't, can't even explain how much that helped. Mm. How do you go about that now? Separating Gerard from body match? It's hard, bro. It's really hard because it's, uh, you know, any, any interaction I have from anything that I do from the moment I wake up to when I go to bed is all body magic. Uh, Mm. and, um, everything, you know, it's all, it's all intertwined into one. So I'm just trying to be as cautious, not cautious as, um, you know, just think about it a little bit more than what I did previously. Um, and I think that's a really good sort of first step to doing it all. But I think what it has taught me, even, you know, even, even since there's been sort of, you know, business things that haven't quite gone right, some that have gone really good. Um, but it's more just about trying to keep everything nice and level. And it's not about, uh, even if stuff goes really well, yeah, of course, celebrate it, but it's all good. Like there'll be something that maybe doesn't go quite well. And if it doesn't go well, that's okay. There's going to be a win somewhere else at some point. So, um, I think it's more changing that mindset that's really changed. It's something I got to keep working on for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's the little wins you got to celebrate as well, right? Big time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, previous to that, it was, you know, that, like I said, there's so many days in between my next goal that I want to achieve. Um, if I wasn't loving or, um, you know, appreciating or really getting around and enjoying those wins, man, there's like, there's, there's probably a hundred wins before I get to the win. You know what I mean? So just tick those little, those little small ones off. Yeah. So you, you, we talked about separating the two. So yeah, most of your day would be all body mad. So what is a sort of, I guess, a day, oh, it's probably hard to describe what a day looks like at the moment, but because you're training athletes, you're training gen pop, I guess. Yep. And then you're doing the podcast with Fat Chat. Yep. And then you're even training like, yeah, like all, I guess all athletes. Yep. Then you're doing your own stuff and then you got stuff with, with Beck and the family. So what does a, like a, I guess a, a day or a couple of days look like? It's busy. It's yeah. busy. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I, tr- I'm trying to be as balanced as I possibly can. I always from all of it, um, always making sure that, uh, Beck and my family are the, the biggest priority out of the whole thing and my friends. Um, and I think that, you know, going through some stuff and, and where you, where you need their support or even during the Ironman stuff where they're all just there to celebrate the fuck out of the, out of the win and the process for me at the end. Um, you appreciate so much more, uh, what your friends and family, you know, do for you. Uh, and really without them, how much more difficult all that stuff would be. So I think that all sort of put that into a lot more uh, perspective for me too. uh, So much so that I think, well, for Christmas, for, uh, for everybody that, sort of came down I'd got a photo printed out of you know me uh, me and them on the day and did you know a massive paragraph to them I went deep I, went, I was crying for days writing this guy <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like uh, I think just being as uh, uh, as appreciative of, of everybody that's coming on the journey and supporting me as possible and making sure that they're the priority um, but then yeah man it's like you know it, it is it is really hard but I think just trying to take the pressure off the result of whatever it is well, whatever we're working on, whether it's a challenge we're putting together or a, a podcast or getting the views up or getting the socials pumping or, or you know, well, whatever it is, taking the uh, the pressure off getting a result and just ticking off today and doing the best work that you can today. So, yeah. But taking away the family aspect of it, um, what's your favourite part of like the whole, like everything I'm talking like 
training athletes, training gen pop, challenges, doing social Man, media content. This, like, yeah, so hard. Like, right. there's so much of it. Like, I love doing videos. I fucking love doing a video. And when I've, like, I, I went and filmed some yesterday. And I think uh, when I did, like, a bit of a review of the stuff of the year um, at the start of the week, just with my business partner and our marketing people and whatever, and we were like, shit, you haven't done real. I used to do all these funny, you probably before you were sort of looking at my stuff, um, but uh, I used to do all these Naked real. Chef. Yeah, so like, you know, I had this like, you know, naked chef thing that I was doing. I had like all these little skit things. I'd be all these different characters. I'd be dressing up as a chick and a chick. All, the, all this, like, <laughs> yeah, all these random like things, right? I'd be doing all this stuff. And those, I've never laughed so hard whenever I was doing all of that. But again, at the, at the start of the year, like one of the things that was being an issue was I'd be putting out funny stuff, but then, and it would go off, like, you know, it'd be getting millions of views. But then it was the negative comments and the negative. There's always something that comes oh, out yeah, of, yeah. doesn't matter, even if it's of the of just being funny and I'm not trying to offend anyone and whatever, someone's offended by it. And that was affecting me big time because if you're saying body magic is uh, this and that, you're saying Jared's this and that. So that's why that was also affecting too. So it's, it was really hard. So I sort of moved away from that a little bit this year, which was good. I'm glad I did that. Um, cause I needed to, I think, but I need to bring that back a little bit. Cause I fucking love that, man. I'm actually at the gym yesterday with my mate, um, doing some videos. He's in some gym tights, you know, doing some, it was just fun as, so like, I need to get back to, you know, doing that fun stuff, uh, which I really liked yesterday. Um, but then like, you know, being training with the, uh, with the professional athletes guys, I'm not professional athletes. So I get to live my athletic dream, you know, towards them. And, you know, I do a very small part for them in the off seasons or whatever, or whatever we end up working on. Uh, and I feel like I'm on the journey with them. So that's all really good. And I love that. Um, very rewarding, but equally I get the same buzz out of helping anybody that's signed up to a program or a challenge or just coming to my group sessions or whatever it is when they've lost one kilo, two kilos, fucking 20 kilos, whatever it is. Like, you know, I, I get the same buzz out of doing all of that. And as much as it's sure it's helping them, it almost feels a little bit selfish that I'm getting so much satisfaction out of, you know, <laughs> them out of, out of their wins as well. So, um, yeah, there's so much of it, bro, that I just love. And, and, you know, it all literally stemmed from starting at the gym for me and starting exercising and all this other cool stuff has happened. So yeah, that's cool. Needless to say as well, you've been doing, um, the, Support work as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I started, this was probably maybe four years ago, five years ago. I ended up uh, volunteering down at uh, CBC Frio for their uh, all abilities team. Mm. So I was playing footy down there, work. Again, funny, funny enough, it was sort of a patch that was sort of a little bit rough. And I went, oh, I feel like I need to do something uh, that like is really like, you know, meaningful or away from work stuff or, you know, volunteer some time or whatever. So I thought, oh yeah, um, you know, I might go uh, volunteer as a coach uh, down, down the footy club. So I went down and it was just so much fun. Like it was like, it was awesome. The guys are great. Uh, it's a really big, uh, they had two teams at the time down there. It was sick. And then I met Noel, who's, uh, who I do the support with still on the Monday. And I started doing, uh, looking after him on a Monday and we just became really good friends. And, you know, I love his family and his mum, Joan is, uh, is, um, you know, a very good friend of mine as well. So, um, we just built this great connection. And even, even though the, my work stuff obviously then took, took over and I was doing less support work stuff, uh, I ended up coaching the team for, I think, three, four years. I did uh, a year with my dad as assistant coach, which was sick. Um, and then three years as, as, um, as, as a coach. And, uh, then me and Noel just keep hanging out and we just do all this uh, stuff every Monday, whether it's go down time zone or, you know, yeah, take him to, zone. yeah, or take him. Going, the, to, going to bounce. Yeah. We're, we're going to bounce that. Uh, that video went really good. <laughs> I did this video. I don't know if you saw it. I, uh, we were playing dodgeball at bounce and I had the camera set up 
and I threw this ball and it flushed him straight in the face. <laughs> I'm going to watch this. Oh my God. Oh, it's I'm got like four and, a, four and a half million views. <laughs> like, it went off. I felt so bad. I was like, oh my God. And then but he took it so he well. He Mate, went. he took it real well. Champion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we just hang out and do that. We're trying to find him a girlfriend at the moment, actually. So I've actually taken him to a couple of speed dating nights for all abilities, um, which is sick. It's like such a cool night and event and everything. Uh, and uh, we're trying to find him a girlfriend. So we'll, um, we're, 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 we're on that journey. And if, if anybody here is listening that has uh, somebody that might be suitable for Noel, Please write in because we're we're looking we're looking for Mrs. Noel. Yeah. <laughs> so you take him to speed dating. Yeah. So what what's that like? Like what do you do? You just yeah. Well, I'm just like, I'm just there. So it's like uh, man or oh a little bit to start on off with, but then you really just got to let them do their thing. But uh, it's it's great. So it's it's a place called Pash Consultancy. Um, Holly, who runs it, who's Pash. awesome. Yeah, and they do all these different events. So they have like boys' nights, girls' nights, dating nights, club. They take them out clubbing, all this sort of stuff. It's really cool, That's right? Cool. And they do this speed dating thing maybe three times a year or something like that at a pub, and they just have the chairs set up, and there's guys and girls. Um, and then they just get five minutes each, and they have a chat, and some of the stuff they come up with is just hilarious like the, the small talk is just awesome and the whole vibe of the whole thing is great so um he's really liking it we need to work on he's really good at answering things about himself mm. but he's not very good at asking the other way around <laughs> so we're trying to get the conversation started a little bit more all you have to you know say no is oh and what about you and we're just trying to yeah. get that at the end of the thing so um yeah watch this face hopefully we can find him someone yeah you're i just to see your passion right now in talking about like helping other people it's just like incredible um and your face is lighting up like just talking about Noel and the stories and then talking about helping the athletes and then the challenges and then just seeing you know people be happy it not not a lot of not a lot of people light up when they talk about that stuff like you like where do you think that comes from and why are you so passionate about helping others well, I think it, it's, I think from mum and dad being so into helping others with their jobs that they do, that has been a, that's been a big thing. Again, you know, the, on these big rides, you get really deep and think about why you are the way you are. Um, so that was definitely something cause I've seen them from day one All you know, mum, mum treats everybody in Cannibal that we live like, oh my God, she's a celebrity in Cannibal. She's seen everybody's dick and vagina in Cannibal. <laughs> like all of my mates, everybody, like everyone, everyone's seen them. <laughs> So, um, you know, everybody's always saying how great mum is and oh my God, mum's, you know, she comes home with flowers every day from patients going, thank you so much. Cause you know, you, you told me to go get this check and we found it and we're, you know, we, we got on top of that and that sort of thing. And same with my dad, like he does a hectic job, um, with, uh, with the social work stuff and in, in the mental health, um, unit and, um, teen suicide unit that he works in. So it's, it's hectic. Um, but he's just got such good advice. He's so grounded and, and he just loves helping people. And, and, you know, it's never, a, never a question if, if somebody's there that, that needs a hand, they're both there. So I think it stems from that, but then it's also that, um, I don't know. It's just, it's when I, I'm so lucky that I get to do the job that I do as well. I understand that, you know, some people sometimes don't have a choice with, and I'm so privileged. I come from such a privileged, you know, upbringing and I want to make the most of, of me starting get you know, getting, being really lucky and starting a little bit ahead, you know? Um, so I just want to make the most out of all the opportunity that I got. Uh, and I know that not everybody is as lucky as me to do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, just like, you know, have a lot of fun with it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you, you do have a lot of fun with it as well and you make it like not a job. 
And I think that's really important because I guess people can just get into the, the rut of wake up, go to work, go home, cook dinner, watch TV, go to bed. Like your days would be so different that I guess what you keep talking about is living in the moment, living in that day and just trying to get 1% better every day. Is there some advice that you can sort of give someone that is in a nine to five and they might not want to be in it, but at the moment financially, that's just what they got to do. And they got to do this, 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 this every single day at work. Yep. How can they find some enjoyment in that? Yeah, well, I think the, the, this is a bit of a shift of, you know, some of my messaging uh, for uh, for Body Magic and what, what I'm going to be really taking really seriously for, you know, here on out is that you kind of get one choice every day that I find with everybody. It's whether you want to be 1% better or you want to be 1% worse, right? And all you can do in one day is 1% better. Like none of my days, there was... You know, some days there was something that went really good, but pretty much I can't tell you for, in terms of a career point, like for, for body magic and, and me and doing all my business stuff, there is not one day that was like, oh my God, it all happened. I'm mm. still waiting for the day. Hopefully it happens, <laughs> you know, uh, but there's not one day that that happened. It was literally just doing a 1% thing every single day. So somebody that's at the office, you've got kids, you're, um, you know, you're really busy, whatever. You don't have to try to overhaul your lifestyle, overhaul, you know, you going to the gym, training lots, uh, eating this and that and this and whatever overnight. That's not what you do. All you can do is whatever the 1% is for you today. So whether it's going for a little bit more of a walk, whether it's making 30 minutes to, you know, meditate, uh, go down the beach, uh, walk the dog, whatever it is, just find out what these little one percenters are and you just build 1% every day. Don't try to overhaul it overnight for anything that you want to do career health fitness whatever it's all just about getting one percent better and you know and, and and it's so true that if you're not doing anything about your health and fitness or mental health or whatever every single day you're getting one percent worse and you got to build that back up at some point so you got a choice it's going to be one percent better or one percent worse your choice let's go so i love the saying like i've just been hearing heaps lately like oh but i'm not sure where to start i'm not sure whether to do this and that it's like indecision is a decision yeah yeah so just pick somewhere, start, do that. And it's like, because I, th- I really feel like nowadays we're just so caught up in the optimizing, like yeah. doing, like looking to what's the best thing to do. Totally. It's like, whereas just, just starting, getting the ball rolling, that's where the momentum Just starts. start, man. Like it's like, it's not going to be, it's not going to be perfect when you first start. It's probably going to be, feel a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe it's not quite the exact optimum right thing for you to do. Um, but starting is just, getting the ball rolling and getting that 1% for today. So um, how my coaching style has definitely changed. And it and it changes depending on who I'm working with, obviously, as well. I mean, the elite athletes, guys, let's go. Like, you know, it's, you know, this, that, this, that. But um, for, for, for people that are just trying to start out uh, with their health and fitness or dieting, whatever it is, it is about breaking it down so small that inevitably when things fuck up and goes wrong, it's so easy to get back on whatever that you're doing. So the coaching style is more like building it like a step process. So mm. all you need to do this week is train, do these three sessions for me, whenever you want during the week, tick that off, right? All you need to do for your food is try one of the recipes I've given you. Don't worry about calories. Don't worry about how much, just try one. And then the next week, try two. Mm-hmm. And then the, then the workouts, write down what you did for that day. It's just like making this tiny little step-by-step process um, rather than, you know, getting some plan. This is the way to do it. This is the most optimal way to do all the stuff. Back the, back the fuck up and just do what you can today. Especially yep. in this time of year where, what is it? Today is like the 19th of Jan. 
by now, <laughs> I think like 40 or 50% would have already not like quit their New Year's resolution. Yeah. Um, it's because they, when they make them, they're so big and they're so vast. Like it's such like, it feels like so far away that of course they're going to relapse or, yeah. and do those big things. It was like, when you have, when you like try to take little steps towards that, like that's where you get the success and where you get like that other remaining percent that actually live up to those resolutions or goals. Per exactly. Se. And like all the, you know, uh, you know, myself, if you're following me and you're going, oh, wow, he's you know, doing a triathlon or Ironman, whatever. Yeah, but I've been training in the gym and doing this stuff for, what, 13 years almost, you know what I mean? So, like, your journey is going to be very different to mine and it takes so much time to build up, um, you know, the, the, the fitness, the mental side of it, uh, how you manage your time, all that sort of stuff. It takes a long time. So just don't be so stressed and hard on yourself if it's not done overnight and stop thinking that after, you know, doing eight weeks or 12 weeks or whatever training that you're doing that your life's going to change because, yeah, cool, it probably, you know, you've probably done some really good steps in the right direction, but your life's a lot longer than an eight or 12 week program. It's something that you want to do for a very, very long period of time. So whatever it is that you're going to do or commit to doing, make it small and commit and just get it done. Yeah. And it's like um, that one percent better every day. It's like having, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but three three wins so you need a physical a mental and a spiritual win every day and that's something that i've been working on a lot like my physical is like easy for me to do like i no matter what time it is during the day i'll do a physical because i just love the exercise part of it but i've been trying to really focus on the the mental and the spiritual side of it and it's just one little win every day if that's a if that's a breath work if it's you know whatever it might be like even if it's for five minutes like, or a, a little bit more reading or whatever, it's just having that little thing. And like you said, it doesn't have to be for 10, 15, 20 minutes. You don't have to go for an hour and a half walk. You can literally go for 10 minutes. It's just yeah. like the, the little things and the little wins that you can get in all those areas. And that's going to have massive impact over a long period of time. Like you said, it doesn't have to be eight to 12 weeks. It can be small enough to then become a habit over the rest of your life exactly right? yep absolutely and i think if you haven't there's just a uh, just listen to a podcast with diary of a ceo it literally came out yesterday do you know yeah you I, li- know? I listened to it yeah yeah yeah. The happiness i haven't seen the most recent one but yeah i uh that, I that is uh, it was awesome because he talked they were talking about the goals and and people like you know losing weight and then because they do these diets or these challenges for like a period of time but then they don't stick with it and then they put all the weight back on. So I, I, from what I know from you, you might do a challenge, but your challenges aren't, right, you have to do this straight away, go hard. It's, yeah, this is the recipe. Eat this. You can have some chocolate. You can have some beers. Like, it's the lifestyle. Yeah. And it's setting that 12 weeks isn't 12 weeks of hard dieting and hard exercise. It's 12 weeks of changing your lifestyle to then set yourself up absolutely well the the goal for the yeah absolutely the goal for the 12 weeks is that by the 11th or 12th 12th week you're in a good routine Mm. that you can continue on with at that point rather than being in a good routine from week one to week two that's the whole thing so it's a build every single week i give them one or two more things to work on and by the time we get to 11 or 12 or however long it goes for that that's the point where things are actually starting to be a more full, you know, uh, 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 routine and program is at the end point rather than going from the start and thinking you just do it from the start to the end. Yep. Mm. Yep. And I think that's so powerful. So, because 
I'm gonna if I sign up to a PT or a challenge, it's like all right, you need to exercise five times a week. You need to be eating this. You gotta be watching your calories. You gotta be doing this. And it's like you're six weeks in, and then you're like, holy crap, like, this is a lot. Yeah, yeah you yeah. cook. Where it's just, I just love how your process and how you go about it. It's not about getting results and yeah, I'll take a photo of this person. Oh, look, look what I did in six weeks, and then you go and see him eight weeks later and they've put all the weight back on yeah. or whatever. It's, yep. no, this is what they're doing. Look where they are now. Look where they have been in a year and they're still doing the same stuff. And like, you know, someone like yourself that has been a, a professional athlete and loves going to the gym, your discipline is really, you know, you've, you've got really good discipline to d- go do a lot of that. But some people don't have nearly as much discipline as, as what you'd have to go and uh, exercise. So uh, even you saying that you get to like a six-week point and it's like, oh my gosh, that's hard. That just shows you how difficult it is for someone that doesn't or, uh, you know, hasn't had the experiences like what, what you've had to train so hard and be so disciplined um, that that happens at, you know, the 19th of January right now. You know what I mean? Mm. So um, it's inevitable that that happens, but it's more about when something does fuck up and you fall over and you're off the horse or off the wagon that the wagon's easy to get back on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, I can touch on that. For me, it's at the moment I'm trying to put on some size mm. and I love running. I love doing cardio and stuff. So for me, it's on the flip side. It's like I've got to decrease the amount of cardio and the amount of running I'm doing, but i got to like lift my food intake and lift my weights. Into, and that's like discipline itself because yeah. it's like... It's a change oh, for you. Yeah. And Any it's, change oh, it's, is hard. It's beautiful out there. Like I'm... I got like, yeah, three weeks in, I'm like, oh, I really want to go for a run. Like it's like, I'm just going to go for a run instead of doing my weight session. And it's like, no, the program, you got to do your weights. You're not cardio, you cardio a couple of days a week. And like that in itself is like, on the three-week mark, I was like, this sucks. Like, yeah. this is hard. Yep. So it's the same thing. And I'm trying to meditate more and I'm just like, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And then it gets to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to bed now. So it is like everyone goes through it. And it doesn't matter if you're an elite athlete or you're just starting. There's different challenges that everyone's going to go through. Yep. Yeah. Um, just in the way that you train and you train with others and like kind of like show that on, on your, um, on your socials, like it's quite different. It's quite different from what the, what you see in the norm, like the very serious kind of training and the super just like, yeah, do all this training and, um, you have fun with it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, You got to. Yeah. And you're very creative and it's just the way that you go about it. Is that something that you've, that you just want to do yourself or is that something like that you think? on on so like not that you're doing it for the socials or anything but like that you know that does well and that people just enjoy that more as a whole i think it's developed over the years so like you know i look back uh, i've been a pt for nine years now so like i look back eight or nine years ago and there's the a lot of I trends getting, and there's oh, like not trends but how how i just my coaching style was vastly yeah. different to what it is now it was not this approach it's taken me nine years to get to this but I think that, um, you know, a, a lot of people that might work with a, with a PT um, down your local gym or sign up to a program, whatever, like the, the, the drop-off rate for PTs is about if you can last two years being a PT, you've done pretty good, right? Like it's the, 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 the average lifespan is just over a year. Mm. of someone to come because everybody's got their cert three and four. You've probably got heaps of mates that have got their cert three and four. So um, it, there's a big drop-off rate. But when you start... You go, oh yeah, let's go, let's go hardcore. Yep, results, results, results. I was like that, but that was nine years ago, and it's developed over the over the time to go. Oh, actually, look exactly what you said. Look, these people did really well, but 
they put all the weight back on or they could only sustain that for this amount of time. Um, and you had to sort of adjust the program accordingly. And it's taken me nine years to get to this approach. Um, but uh, it's definitely the one that works. It's the one that connects with most people. It's the one that's most fun to do. Um, and it's not about coming in and, and getting the result after six weeks or eight weeks or whatever. It's about putting all the steps into place that at the end of it, you're in a much better spot than when you started to continue on with. Yep. Sorry, just particularly in like the quality of it. So like the quality of training, but even like it even just like translates the, say the, the quality and the production that, that we see is like people that don't train with you. Like all your content looks just like, Top notch. Is that something that you do yourself? You do like yeah. edit, edit. Yes. Edit. Well, yeah. I pretty much just about do all the content myself. I mean, it's, it's the exact same thing as going to the gym. I've been putting out five videos a week for six years. So, you do that. However many, how many, how, how many videos is that? Probably looking at about just over a th- and then TikTok. So like, you yeah. know, probably say, I've probably done, I reckon maybe three or four thousand videos. A lot of them don't even get posted. You just do them to you know get the reps in and all that sort of thing, especially early on. You do that many reps and you do that many videos and you edit that many things, you know what works, you know what people like, you know how I want to come across, the message I want to give, all that sort of thing. And I'm not there yet. Like, you know, oh my gosh, I've got so much more work to do. I look at stuff that I did six months ago and I go, what the fuck were you thinking there? Like, you know, what the hell is this? So um, there's always so much improvement, but it is literally just getting reps in. It's like, you just got to keep doing the reps every day. It's yeah. the same thing and it develops. we we'll definitely have to take uh, a leaf out of your book because I mean, we've only just really been starting doing these cameras uh, and, and doing the reels for like the podcast yeah. and stuff. And that's just like, I wouldn't say they're great. They're not anything like spectacular, but it's just a step from what we're doing differently like last year. So yeah, yeah just looking to get yeah, the reps in. And all those 1% that. baby. Yeah. yeah, that's good. It's awesome. It's, um, it's just exciting to, I guess... For us, it's like we're saying, like to have people like you come on and, and talk about this and it's been six years and we know it's going to be a grind, but I guess for everyone out there, it's, yeah, everyone might see, what I like is everyone will see Body Magic on Instagram and there's 80,000 80, yeah, followers, there's, you know, oh, he's training athletes, he's training, um, you know, everyday people. But he's also been through challenges and he's also having a, a tough time. And I think that's a, a great way that this chat's sort of gone. It's, you know, we didn't dive into, oh, what's it like to train an athlete or what's it like to do the Ironman? It's like normalizing that no matter how big you are, how big your status is or how low your status is in, in social media or in this world, is everyone's got a story. Everyone's got something that's probably happened to them or happening to them. And the power of talking about it and sharing it and then the i guess the comfortableness or the the happiness that stemmed from that is so important absolutely yeah. yeah definitely man and it's um yeah i think you you know nailed it there where it's uh, I love what you guys are doing here and really taking that, you know, approach. And I got to obviously see you in action when we did the Chris Main Academy uh, a few a few weeks ago, which was just so great. And, you know, how much uh, love and enjoyment and passion and knowledge as well that you've got with all of these subjects and um, how to get yourself out of that mindset, putting your own journey into it as well. And I think that's exactly, you know, very similar to, to, to myself. And, um, yeah, no, love it. Nailed it there, bro. Yep. Yeah. Um, before we get to the like, pointy end of the episode, to, like, try to wrap it up. So I know Braden's got a couple more questions, but I quickly wanted to ask from from the lads that you trained from Trent Rivers, Luke Jackson, Adrian, all these superstars. <laughs> <laughs> Buff Daddy, we call him actually, Adrian, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be listening. <laughs> Thanks, mate. 
Um, yeah, do you have a favorite person to train with? Uh, I mean, there, there's people that definitely impress me training. Nick Martin impresses the fuck out of me training. He is so impressive, um, so driven, does everything. Like, he's just so does whatever you need him to do. Um, that's awesome. I mean, we've, uh, I think probably some of the biggest moments in, in my PT career was definitely working with Luke over the three off seasons that we did. Um, you know, he got drafted to Melbourne and we worked with him that set that preseason before he went. And then the COVID stuff happened. So he was here for a long period over the off season. He couldn't, couldn't holiday and whatever. Uh, we wanted like seven kilos that off season. And then he became Luke Jackson. So mm. like, you know, won the rising star, won the, uh, the premiership that year. Um, and, you know, then obviously got this amazing uh, deal and contract and offer and, and opportunity with Freo, which is sick. Um, so I think that's probably one of my most proudest ones for sure. And, um, you know, we trained, we trained hard. We went hard for that. We were doing four or five sessions a week for uh, over 12 weeks for, and then he's back and doing more stuff. It was just awesome. So I think that's probably one of my most proud moments as well. Yeah. And Nick Kay as well, uh, that, uh, that played for uh, the Wildcats and the Boomers. He's just over in Japan. I just visited him um, a couple of weeks ago. He is dedicated and he trains hard as well. So, yep. Sick. Oh, you got anything else, mate? I want to hit you with um, a couple of questions before we wrap up. There's five questions here. They're like, don't have to, you don't have to extend your answers. So what's one small thing that makes you happy? I actually am really into uh, aquariums, right? So I have a uh, an aquarium. It's got corals in it. So before I was a PT, I was working in aquarium stores and I'd build aquariums uh, and 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 grow them and breed them and all that sort of stuff. So uh, that's what makes me happy. That's like one of my one of my little hobbies. I collect shoes as well, footy cards. Um, I've got all these random coins, all these random collections of shit uh, that, uh, that I'm really into. Uh, but I, get, I go deep. Like, I'm in every, you know, I'm in the forums. I'm in the marketplaces for them all. Yeah, I go, I go deep. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Um, one thing in the world that you'll never get tired of. I never get tired of uh, Master's Ice Coffees, light Master's Ice Coffees. I have one of them every single morning. Uh, I was having two when I was doing all the Ironman stuff. They are the best ice coffee. Anybody sugar that's free ones? Sugar free yeah, ones. Yeah, I, I, lo I love them. That's yep, yep. So I do a little bit of stuff with Masters every now and then. Uh, so they drop off uh, milks every week for me. Now I've got a lifetime, lifetime <laughs> oh, supply stop of milk, it. which is good. So, um, but uh, yeah, they're definitely the Masters. If I go away on a holiday, honestly, I'm like waiting. Can I'm like cannot wait to get a master's in me like that's honestly i was when i was on love island i was away for 42 days um and we we're in fiji for that and towards the end of it where i knew i was really starting to cook out and i was like pretty over it that i was like i remember saying to one of the guys i was like man i just can't wait to get home and have a fucking master's iced coffee <laughs> <laughs> we'll send this to him mate <laughs> hopefully we can get him a sponsor yeah, yeah, yeah. you've had that how long are you on how long ago since you've been on that I think it was like four years ago, five years ago now. Yeah, it's been a while. So you've been a master's man for a long time then. Oh, uh, it was since, since I was probably 15 at school. I used to take one to school. I used to have one at school every fucking day at school. I yeah. love that. That's, that's like, awesome. It's like 13 years of a master's a day. Well, that's did you the um, key. Did drink them at school <laughs> and like close up the lid and stomp them? And like yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. My, that's my master's memory. At <laughs> <laughs> this might fly into the next question then. 
who or what have you never lost faith in? It's probably Masters. Uh, yeah, that's right. No, I think it's uh, Bry- <laughs> Bry- Bryce Cotton making buzzer beaters for the Wildcats. Oh. I never <laughs> lost faith in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to do a program with him uh, during the... We did, a, we did a podcast, which was the coolest podcast I've ever yeah. done in my life. It was sick. He's my favourite athlete of any sport. Um, and um, uh, we got to do this program together where it was like a basketball skills and drills program. Mm-hmm. So I went from... Never, you know, never had chatted to him. We actually had some real awkward interactions where our handshakes did not go very well. That you know scarred me, and I lost and I lost sleep over. Um, but uh, and then we uh, did this po- sick podcast, and then we did this awesome program where I'm on the court with him for hours shooting, and it was sick. So, love that. What do you feel proud of, but don't get to talk about? Um, proud of, but don't get to talk about. Yeah, I. I mean, like I said, it's so hard to differentiate stuff that I don't talk about with all my with all my um, socials and whatever. But I think that uh, what we honestly it it is talking more about like what we've just chatted about today. In that all the difficult times that I've had gone through, that I've come out the other end better for it, mm-hmm. and that is definitely what I'm most proud of out of all the all the things that I've done for sure. You can also mention the footy cards. So you, yeah. I'd, I'd imagine you've got some pretty good cards. I'd be yeah, proud. Yeah, I'd be yeah. proud of them. Yeah, definitely. There's some, yeah, there's some actually real cool corals in the tank. Actually, so there's, um, there's, uh, there's these ones called uh, zoanthids that I'm really into. So they're about they're about the size. They're like tiny, like a pinhead. They're tiny. They're so small. These a little circle, and you might buy a circle. Some of them I got. You buy a hundred dollars for a circle this big. And then it grows, right? And then you cut it up and then you trade with other fucking weird fish people. And then you do <laughs> coral deals and then you get more. And that's how it goes. So I've got some pretty cool ones in there. Proud coral <laughs> moment. You're going to have to send us some photos. Of yeah, I've got, yeah, actually, I've got, I've got a video of the tank. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then last one, mate, is who's someone in the last week that you're just really grateful for? I'm real grateful for, oh, my dad. So I walked into, uh, I love my dad. He's the best, best guy in the world. And I walked into my gym Two days ago, uh, I was feeling a little bit flat and there was a, uh, he hung up, he put it in a frame and hung up the picture of me going across the finish line for the Ironman. He didn't tell me he was doing that. I didn't even know he had the photo and he's put that up there and I was like, fuck, that's awesome. Thanks, dad. So definitely dad. Yep. And we, we, I always ask Tom this, what about you, mate? I'm going to go me big sister, Beth. Um, just cause yeah, like last week or so, been going through some pretty heavy shit. And yeah, she's been very open with me. I've been open to her about my stuff as well. So yeah, it's just um, yeah, even like last night on the phone for like an hour, just chatting about shit, just like just random here, there, and everything. But um, yeah, cheers, sis. Love that. Oh, you, Bubba. Uh, mate, mine is probably uh my nan on my mum's side. Um, yeah, she's just been doing doing a lot for for myself, but also a lot for my mum, supporting her a lot. So um, yeah, which then. You know, stems down, keeps mum happy, and then you know, mum's up and about, keeps me happy. So love that. Um, yeah, my my nan on my mum's side's been, um, yeah, she's been a trooper the last week and a half with some family stuff. So yeah, yeah. right, love that. Mm, unreal, good stuff, lads. Before we finish up, Jared, let us know we can reach you. Check um, yeah. a lot of your workout. 
Definitely. So uh, my socials are at Body Magic, uh, B O D Y M A J I C, and uh, you can you know check out any of my programs, or if you want to be you know part of any of my challenges, or if you want a workout program written up for you, whatever. Uh, my website's www.bodymagic.fit, um, and um, yeah, I mean if you've got any just in general questions, if you don't know where to start, um, you know just and anything like that, just hit me up on socials. I'll get back to you. Um, it's all me that does all the handling of all that. So I'm I'm, I'm chatting to you with whatever you need to uh, hand with and I can hopefully if I can't help you point you in the right direction or give you something to start on off with um, but um, yeah that's it but no boys thank you so much for having me on it's been uh, it's been real good um, you know even you know honestly even talking about the stuff that we just did at the start I was feeling all like you know I got all a bit anxious and everything but shit when you when you talk about it you come to the end of the episode and you're like oh my god you feel good mm. like you know you feel, you feel like you got that off, off your chest a little bit so no I love it love what you're doing yeah. appreciate it mate thanks, thank you and thanks for being so open too no yeah, can vouch. With that said, thank you to the listeners once again for tuning in. And yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. Yep. Thank you. You, my friend, have just made it to the end of another Switched On podcast. Thank you very, very much. If you enjoyed the episode, it would be a massive help if you could follow the channel, rate five stars, of course, please. Tap the notification bell, share with friends and family, or you could do them all. If you want to get in touch to suggest some feedback, suggest a guest, or even advertise your brand, reach out to our Instagram DM. And also be sure to check out our website for more information, resources, and updates for what we've got coming up. Thanks once again. Stay switched on.